Hey. Hey, Tyler. Yeah. Yes, Serena? Oh my God, where are you copying? Are you being like a copycat? Whatever. Um, I know, I'm just a trendsetter. <laughs> um, okay, so I already know this about you, but I'm asking this because we're on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you have any pets? I do. I have a cat named Gigi. Tyler, do you love Gigi? Gigi is a monster, and he is too powerful, but <laughs> I love him with all my heart. Um, Serena, I already know this, but we're on a <laughs> podcast. Do you have any pets? I do. I have a cat. His name is Toulouse de Pascal. He has a PhD, and he's also a playboy, oh and he's a God. moon cat. Fancy. Uh, I know. Um, do you love him? He's my son <laughs> and my moon. <laughs> I also call Gigi my son. Yes. <laughs> okay, honest and genuine answer. What would you do if you lost Gigi? Ugh. I don't, I don't know. We're yeah, I don't even like right thinking now. about it. Like, ugh, yeah. Um, no, I don't. No, I don't like thinking about it. Yeah, it no, would, I don't like thinking about it, would, it if I it lost would, to lose. It would break my heart. Animal companionship is real and lovely. I mean, and like I said, and- Gigi is like my son. I treat mm-hmm. him as if he's my child. See, I treat Toulouse as if he is my adventure companion. Oh my god! <laughs> like, I'm fully like, deserved. Dude. Fully deserved. <laughs> But, um, yeah, like, just thinking about that and thinking about the episode that we're recording right now, I think really puts us into perspective, like, the grief that Aang can feel. The grief that he's feeling. Yeah, but, like, I don't want to feel that grief. (laughs) Well, that's unfortunate because we're talking about it for the next 35 to 50 minutes of our lives. On that exact topic. And I'm Serena Schreifels. <laughs> I'm Tyler Strandberg. <laughs> and you're listening to the Avatar Podcast. Yep, yep. Ah. On this podcast, we watch the Nickelodeon show Avatar The Last Airbender and analyze the plot, themes, and characters. At the end of each episode, we'll talk about who our favorite character was. We'll give the episode rating on a scale of 1 to 10. You're listening to the Avatar Podcast. Yep, yeah. yeah. I don't know why we did that with a Western We did theme, it. Very like, Western-y. You know, that's that's just the mood. That's Ugh. just the mood. We're in it right is now. the mood. It is the mood because, you guys, this is whoo. This is whoo. This is this is tear bending, heart bending, mind this soul is bending. A heavy, heavy episode. Because today we're talking about the sixteenth episode of Book Two, titled "Appa's Last Days." After being abducted by sandbenders, Appa is traded to a Fire Nation circus, where he is mistreated by the circus trainer. But he is able to escape with the help of a small boy. He later unwillingly enters a fight with a porcupine, and though he manages to win, he is badly wounded in the process. Suki and the Kyoshi warriors come across. Appa and help him recover from his injuries, but they are later attacked by Azula and her team, forcing Appa to flee. He returns to his childhood home at the Eastern Air Temple, where he encounters a mysterious guru. The guru tells Appa to find Aang in Ba Sing Se, but once Appa arrives in Ba Sing Se, Long Fang captures him using a bison whistle similar to Aang's. The episode premiered on Nickelodeon on October 13th, 2006, and was written by Elizabeth Welsh Ehas. Let's dive right into it with part one, plot and themes and stuff, and here's the and stuff, things to know. We just jumped right in. Let's do it. We are fully in the deep end. I'm off the deep end, watch as I dive in. I'm sorry. <laughs> <sighs> 
I love you, Tyler. Thank you. I love you, too. Oh, my God. You don't even pay me. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> it's a joke, guys. Come on. On March 27th, 2007, this episode received a Genesis Award from the Humane Society of the United States in the category Outstanding Children's Programming, which the HSUS Genesis Award repressed release described as a mythical tale about animals held captive for human entertainment that resonates with the way animals are used in circuses today. In case that was too smart for you, which it was for me. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Basically, this episode won an award for its accuracy portrayal of animal cruelty as as brightly it, it should have uh, another opposite kind of side of the fun fact train is that this episode spans over the longest period of time in the world of avatar and that is of four weeks one month one moon go around yeah thank you um similarly this episode has a lot of connections to previous episodes um serena kick us off there. yeah because Number one, the umbrella that the Sandbender receives from Appa's saddle is the same one that Team Avatar got from the calm man in The Fortune Teller. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sandbender catamaran that Appa accidentally blows into a sandbank is the same one Team Avatar later discovers in the desert. Also, the circus that Appa was sold to is the same circus shown in Return to Omashu, which Tai Lee was a part of. The way Guru Patik reads Appa's energy in order to find Aang mirrors how Aang found Appa and Momo by reading the energy of the Banyan Grove tree in the swamp. Ooh, also, Appa is one of the few characters on the show to bleed. The first was Zuko during his battle with Azula, which is very interesting. Getting kind of dark here. Um, When Appa flies over the water tribe ships, Hakoda is seen for the first time outside of flashbacks. Whoa! Hakoda is Sokka and Katara's father, in case (gasps) you uh, were unaware. It's wild! It's wild, man. So one of the um, notoriously big themes in this episode, as we can all probably tell, is animal abuse. Yikes. Yikes, oh man. Like, ooh. The first half of this episode focuses a lot on the abuse that Appa uh, faces after being first captured, notably from his captors and then the circus that he was sold to. After he is captured, he is literally getting taken against his will because he's a sentient being. In a sense, he's being kidnapped. But instead, he's being treated as a commodity that can be traded and sold. It rings eerily similar to human trafficking because people are traded and sold for services that they can provide. And it's very important to talk about. It is, I want to mention that it is very, very inappropriate to be comparing human trafficking to animal trade. Mm -hmm. But the reason we are doing it here is because we have established that Appa is a sentient being that has complex thoughts and yada, yada, yada. And so it puts Appa on a more human-like plane. So we are not comparing the two. We are not equating the two. We are just Mm -hmm. drawing similarities between the specific, like, Appa as a character that is sentient and can understand what's going on to him and human trafficking. We are not, like, comparing animals to victims of human trafficking. Right. Um, Because Mm -hmm. that's very, very inappropriate. And obviously, you know, while they're both severe... Human life is much more severe than, you know, others. (laughs) Also, if you want to have more context for animal trade in a more realistic sense um, that can also connect to this episode, um, watch Tiger King on Netflix. It is 
very very funny, but it's also very does a very good job at depicting animal abuse and mm-hmm. illegal animal trade in the United States. I was gonna make a Tiger King joke, but I'm tired of the Tiger King oh jokes. I, I, did, I think did Tiger- Carol Baskin kill her husband or not? Honestly, I would. Oh, I think she killed her husband. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think like, Carol I Baskin relate. killed her husband. Yeah. So back to Appa here. As he's captured, he's muzzled, and his movement is seriously restricted so that he can't bend or escape. And then after he's sold, he attempts to escape, to which he is then tranquilized and and put to sleep. This is as if his own free will is taken away from him. He tries to act upon what's best for him, but he's un, uh, but he's put to sleep in order to further control him, like taking away um, a sentient being's um, will, like mm-hmm. willpower and the the will to like act. Is, I mean, it's like, the same thing as like you know sub, subduing people but yeah. with drug use mm-hmm. you know like yeah it's it's uh one of the ultimate the forms of it is abuse. not the same thing right it is similar yes we're we're drawing comparisons yes here. yes um and it's careful this is a careful topic and not good <laughs> so <laughs> very not good we everybody. are trying our hardest to establish that these are not the same things yes. and you know they are different severities, but there are similarities between this specific character and what happens in the real world. Yeah, it, it's also if I could just intersect, it's also you know we have talked in the past about how Avatar is such a it's a kid show, but it mm-hmm. it doesn't shy away from the hard facts of life. No, and it's it doesn't. a great introduction to the fact that you guys life can be super shitty. It's also a really great way of teaching children very difficult topics. Yes. So like yes. a child will see this as a kid, they'll be able to wrap their head around like why this is so bad and why yes. this is so poor. Mm-hmm. Say that kid grows up and something like this starts happening to a family member and they can be like, this is not right. I saw this mm-hmm. as a kid and I know what's happening. Yeah, it's good development. Yep. All right, um, let's move on to Appa and the Circus. Once he's sold to the circus, the ringmaster does... Much further damage to Appa. The ringmaster mm-hmm. attempts to train Appa using food as a results slash reward training tool. And this is a common training method for animals. However, it's most effective, obviously, to use treats as a reward for things that are done correctly on on top of already being on a full and nutritious diet, building on a relationship of trust and encouragement. Mm-hmm. But obviously, the ringmaster is a piece of sack of dirty-ass poop. Yep. <laughs> and he's using this crap method on top of starvation, reinforcing the relationship built on control and punishment. When Abba does find a way to get food, he is punished by the ringmaster, putting him in a more vulnerable state. Additionally, the ringmaster decides to use fire as a scare tactic to get further results out of Appa, pushing the relationship deeper into abuse territory. And, like, we know the ringmaster has useless tactics on other animals as well. He has demonstrated this on the he has demonstrated these same tactics on the lion vulture. Um and later Appa is forced to perform despite not having any kind of reassurance from either of the ringmasters or putting additional pressure on him prefer, to perform well in order to literally get fed. So thankfully, mm-hmm. thankfully Tyler Appa is able to escape. But the real and very unfortunate thing is that many circus animals are not perpetuating the cycle of abuse. Yeah, I mean, this isn't just something that's on a show. This is a reality for many animals. Mm -hmm. Tiger King, again, like Mm -hmm. it is very present in Tiger King. Mm -hmm. Um, Another huge, huge theme is loneliness and isolation. Allow me to elaborate. <laughs> Please. There you go. After Appa escapes, he retraces many of his steps to find Aang. So it's 
intentional that the episode shows all the specific landmarks that we have seen during this series since Appa was captured. I mean, it helps the viewers and, like, obviously me understand the futile state that Appa is in and his desperation to be reunited with Aang. You can literally, like, feel it. Mm -hmm. Um, After Appa fights with the porcupine, he sits alone in the shelter as days pass and he never ventures out to get food and it establishes a very clear point to the viewer that he's alone. Um, Even after that, he has to leave Suki Mm -hmm. as well and he returns to a place of comfort for him where he grew up and where he first bonded or connected with Aang and the show does such a great job at flashing like from Appa's memories to present. Just It's just such a contrast um, like from his generally like very very happy past, what he's experienced with mm-hmm. Aang to what he's feeling right now, very isolated and lonely. It's a very effective use of cinematography. It is, and in every venture that we see, Appa is coming upon the same spots as Aang, and in the same order, only to have just missed him. So Appa is always constantly one step behind Aang, which is just another shot through the heart, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> And even after finding Suki, she comes across him too late, just a few days after she had already been with the gang. Yeah, and finally, Appa reaches Ba Sing Se as mm-hmm. well. But Momo is still asleep. So this implies that Appa is not there on the same night that right. the tale of Momo occurs. Um in the previous episode that we just saw. But instead, earlier, and when he arrives to Ba Sing Se, Appa is captured by Long Fang. That dirty rat. It's just like such a good contrast between mm-hmm. like Appa has always been one step behind the group. Mm-hmm. And then when he finally is able to catch up to them, he's taken by Long Fang, Ugh. who always seems to be one step ahead of them. It's like he can't he can't win. He is oh, not he's trying ugh, so he hard. Is. It's oh. Oh, God, it's sad. It is it sad. Is, it is sad. There's a lot of dirty rats in this episode. And Long Fang is one of them. He's the longest. Like his little rat tail. (laughs) Rat tail. (laughs) I feel like I shouldn't say that. (laughs) That's like kind of racist because his hairstyle is like a tiny Chinese distinction. Where I was talking about like the rat tail hairstyle where it's just like one long skinny braid. Yeah, that like Midwestern white boys. Yeah. Gross, gross. Ugh. No, yeah. Anyway, I, I got where you're going. Moral of the from. story is yes. Long Fang's hair is culturally important, yes. but his personality is a rat. That scared me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys, I literally jumped back. When you you said did. Rat. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it happens to me all the time. As I said, I'm an anxious human being. It's, it's, what, it's what we do. So let's talk about Appa, actually. What? Um, yeah. Appa? Yeah. Is that who this is? The whole time. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) So we we touched on this a little bit briefly Mm -hmm. in the things to know, but like Appa is much more complex and sentient than the show has previously led on for him to be and for us to think he is. For example, he can understand human speech. This is very important to me because it was already established Momo cannot understand human speech. Mm -hmm. So that is the contrast between these two animals. And in a sense, that puts Appa on a more like conscious level. Um, I would argue with human-like intelligence. I would concur with that. Key phrase is human-like. Yes. So I would not not say he 
has like human intelligence, but you know, I would say he has the same intelligence as maybe like a five year old kid. Yeah. You know? Another example is Appa can recall his own memories of events that have previously taken place. And he's able to tell humans apart from how they look on top of their smell. And then throw into the bag of potions that he feels complex emotions such as trust and fear. And I mean, his behaviors are reflexive of what he's truly truly feeling and who he can trust. Like often abused animals do not trust humans until they have been rehabilitated and brought back to a completely healthy state. However, Appa is able to distinguish the difference between new humans and people he has interacted with before. For example, Appa trusts Suki once he recognizes her and he is incredibly distrustful of Guru Patik because of the most recent experiences Mm -hmm. he has had with new people. Right. Building off of those complex emotions, it's it's a bit more clear to us how exactly these events are impacting Appa and his attitude toward other humans as well. Oh dear. You've been through so much recently. Hurt and betrayed. So twisted up inside. You're still full of love. Uh, but fear has moved in where trust should be. When Appa smells the honey and enters the cave like hive, he tries to find it. However, Aang has stated multiple times throughout the series that Appa does not like being in caves or underground. So it's likely that he's only entering this cave because he's motivated by hunger Mm -hmm. and a desperate need to survive. I mean, Tyler, I feel like we've already known this. But the episode incredibly establishes how deep the connection between Aang and Appa is down to its very core. Choose well. A sky bison is a companion for life. I guess this means we'll always be together. (laughs) Always. I mean, it truly symbolizes how deeply the two are connected. They are even sharing the same dream, and it's about each other. Which Serena. begs me to ask. Heartbending, <laughs> tearbending, both are at maximum right now. Maximum level. Tyler, do you think Gigi dreams about you? Oh, I hope so. Oh. I love him so much. Probably does. I don't know if cats dream. No, cats dream. Do they? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I hope it's he dreams about, about me. like. Poop. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I was gonna say pouncing and prancing at the same time, and I was gonna say prouncing. <laughs> and then and oh no, were- Gigi is such a little hunter. He's so he's so cute. I love him. I love him so much. As he's also as, stupid though. He he is a little stupid. As, as a stupid. friend, I have met Tyler's cat before. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually introduced. Our two cats at the time oh my when God. we were living. We were living in the same apartment complex, but the complex was two separate buildings, mm-hmm. and they were like right next to each other. So we, you were living. We were living in the separate buildings, mm-hmm. but literally, I could go out on my porch, and it was directly across yep. from your mm-hmm. porch, and we could like you. talk to each other. Um, yeah. So we introduced our cats to each other. Oh my god! And my cat at the time, he was a he was a freakish devil named Poe, mm-hmm. who 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 was very oddly quite intelligent. He was very dominant. He was because Poe and Gigi met, and Gigi was terrified. He like <laughs> no. 
crawled between my legs, like, was like, get me out of here. I don't like this cat. What's going on? And I was like, oh, buddy, I'm so sorry. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, like, Poe was, like, hissing at him. And, I was like, like you're being such a bully. Ground. Oh, my God. It was so funny. But I mean, no, like, I funny didn't. for us. Probably not oh, funny yeah. for the, the cats. And oh, that was not a good situation. But oh, still. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we do, we do love our boys. We do, mm-hmm. anyway. And we love Appa. Tyler, in this episode, in Appa's last days, please do me the honor of telling me who your favorite character was. There's not any other characters in this episode besides Appa. So, like, it's Appa. I mean, like, there's Suki and Azula, but it's Appa. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really know how else to go off of that. Like. Mm-hmm. This is Appa's episode. Yeah. It's, you can't really pick another character outside of Appa. Um, share with me your favorite character, please. Yeah, this truly is Appa's time to shine. Yeah. I do give an honorable mention to Suki, though. Yeah. I'm like, I can appreciate her, but I can't. There's not enough I, I, there. I, yeah, I just can't pick her for this episode, you know? Yeah. I mean, I do, like, oh, gosh, when she's fighting Azula, like her and the Kyoshi Warriors. Kiyoshi. Like, Ki- her and the Kyoshi Warriors. Yeah. Um, when they're fighting Azula, like, it, it is just so noble of her to, like, turn around and be like, like go find Aang. Like, mm-hmm. get out of here. Yeah. Go run. Yeah. Um, and, oh, gosh, it's so heartbreaking when Appa turns around, like, he's going back to to help them, and mm-hmm. she has to, like, wave the fire. Yeah. Oh, but it she has to really do it because sad. she needs him to get away because he I has know. to be with Aang. I know. I don't like it. I know. It's just, ugh, like you said, heartbending is at full capacity, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. Anyway, we've established... It's Oppa's time to shine. Mm-hmm. Now, grace upon us, Tyler, the the verdict of the shine. <laughs> that sounded weird. I'm sorry. Um, you know, I felt very justified in giving it this rating when I gave it this rating. But now after, like, reading through the script, I feel a little bit shaky about this. So, like, I'm just going to tell you and then I'm going to read what I wrote down as to why I gave it this. Um, I gave this episode an 8 because I don't personally love this episode. Um, I don't find it extremely heartbreaking or sad or, like, moving. Because, like, I feel like we only see our connection to Appa as viewers through the perspective of Aang. So having just kind of, like, Appa by himself, it's kind of hard to feel a connection there because Aang is not present to, like, get that feeling there I guess for me that's just what it was like for me um but like it's hard not to see how heartbreaking this episode is obviously everything Appa goes through is something that just further breaks like the viewer's heart and especially because we haven't seen him in a while it's different it's difficult to see what his time away from the group has been like Mm -hmm. um but I guess for me it was just it was really really hard to feel that like heartbreaking overwhelming sadness because I don't connect to Appa himself as a character. I connect to Appa through a separate character who is never really there. You know what I mean? I'm not feeling this kind of sadness like I was feeling during the tale of Iroh in Bossing in the Tales of Bossing mm-hmm. Say because I'm connecting to Iroh as a character and mm-hmm. he doesn't need someone else there to support that feeling. Um, I feel like Appa kind of does. Interesting. Personally, um, yeah, I don't know. I can't really pinpoint it, but like, it's very sad. And like, after reading the script, I was like, yeah, it's it's all there. But I just, 
it didn't move me like I felt it should have. Oh, because it moved me. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I gave this an eight. I know what you're going to give it. <laughs> I actually, I'm not going to give it a full 10. Okay. I gave it a nine. Okay. Um, I didn't give it a, a full 10 because there there was a certain something in the episode that was missing. Like it was mm-hmm. missing a, a grounding point. Yes. That I feel yes, like thank was you. Aang. Yeah. But I mean, I, I as... As I think I've said before, I'm a very emotional viewer. So, like, when I consume things, I consume them with my emotions. Mm-hmm. And and I I also, like, am very empathetic to the point where, like, watching this was hard, but not hard enough where I couldn't not watch it. Yeah, I guess for me it was just, like, it was sad watching it, but it wasn't difficult to watch, you know? Oh, yeah. I was like, no! <laughs> yeah. The whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, and the little boy, when he gives Appa the, the hay. I know, and how he sees <sighs> Aang and the little boy. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I might cry right now. I know. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, but, yeah, so, I, I mean, I didn't give it the full 10 because... I mean, if at the end, like, uh, it could not have ended this way. It would not mm-hmm. be good writing if it had ended this way. But mm-hmm. in my mind, if it had ended with him reuniting, 10 out of 10. Yeah. But it didn't. And it could never have done. Like, that's me wishful thinking. Right. Well, that's because this episode isn't supposed to resolve the conflict. Right. It's supposed mm-hmm. to give us a further Just understanding further the of the yes. conflict that's already present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. My heart is bending <laughs> so many places. Interesting episode. Uh, it, it really is an interesting episode. Yeah. I do like, I, I do really like Tales of Bossing Say and then Oppa's Lost Days, to, like one after Together, the other. Together, yeah. Yeah. Like, I do, like, I honestly kind of wish they did it that, like, in a, in a two part series, like they did with the library mm-hmm. and was it the desert? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I kind of wish that there's something there, but although I know that, like, they already kind of have It almost that, makes but. more sense to put these two episodes together than it does, like, the serpent's pass and the drill. Yeah, you know? like, that's like, what? But, I mean... I'm like, not- I understand um, the library and the desert, obviously. Right. And, like, mm-hmm. I could see these two going together like those two did. You know, they both have their own stories and their own, like, settings and their own themes. But, like, they are heavily intertwined with each other. And, like... I feel that with the Tales of Bossing Say and with this episode. Oh, yeah. Didn't feel that that much with The Serpent's Pass and The Drill. Yeah, so it's like... I felt like the only thing connecting those two was The Drill. And that was when, like, Suki said in The Serpent's Pass, Rumor has it the Fire Nation's working on something. And, like, that was the only connection. That was you know what I literally mean? the only connection. It feels better as, like, two linear episodes. Yeah, it so. does. It really does. But tomato, tomato. Salami, salami. All right, you guys, that's all we have for this episode. A huge thank you goes out to our producer and audio engineer, Aaron Bogan, who is the best, along with their production company, Son Event Productions. And hey, Annie Galloway, who made our cover art and is our graphic designer. Make sure you join us next week. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find us. Don't forget to tell a friend about the show or share the show if you like it. Please feel free to reach out to us because we like hearing stuff. Our email is airbenderpod at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram, both at airbenderpod. That's A-I-R, bender, P-O-D. Check out our Patreon. Starting at $1 a month, you can get early access to episodes as well as behind-the-scenes content and bonus episodes. You can find us there by searching the Avatar Podcast Yip Yip or by using the link in the description of this episode. 
Y'all know that I'm Serena Shrifle, co-host of this show. You can follow me on Instagram at Serena underscore Shrifles. That's S-E-R-E-N-A underscore S-E-H-R-E-I-F-E-L-S. I'm Tyler Strandberg. Oh, my God. The host, creator, and head writer of the show. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. Both at Tyler John Seven. That's T Y L E R J O N and God's holy number seven. Oh my God! I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next week. I was trying to do like the whole like country. You disappeared vibe. on me. <laughs> I just went. <laughs>